thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless your name tonight. We exalt the name of Jesus tonight, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your precious name, Lord. Praise your precious name. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. While you're still standing, uh, we want to uh, be praying in a few minutes. Um, before we do so, is there any special requests that you have in here in our midst? Any special requests? You need prayer? You don't have to identify. Just lift your hands and we'll remember you in our prayers. Sister Dorothy. Okay. Why don't you join with me in prayer? We want to remember Brother Bob also. He's not well. He's in emergency. He's been in for a few days. And we want to ask the Lord to reach down his hand of healing and touch him. Why don't you join with me in prayer tonight? Father, tonight we are so glad that we can call upon you. So glad that you're our Father and we're your children. Lord, we're thankful to you that we can be gathered together in church and singing your praises. Oh Lord, and feeling your presence, which is such a refreshment to us. Father, tonight we pray, Father, for those that are not well, that's not here. Oh God, a special prayer, Sister Dorothy and Brother Bob. Oh God, Brother Bob has been suffering quite a while and Lord, you know the condition of his heart and his body. You know his desire to serve you, Father. You know his desire to be here in our midst, oh Father, but circumstances would not allow him to be here. But tonight I know that you are there with him. And Lord, we pray that you'll reach down your hand of healing. Lord, touch his body, touch his mind, minister to him strength. Oh, Father, bring him out of that condition, we pray. We believe, Lord. We believe in your mighty touch. We believe in power. There's power in prayer. And we believe you're able to deliver. This is your son, Lord, that needs your touch. Help him, I pray. Give him strength. And Lord, remember, Sister Dorothy, whatever needs exist in her life, we pray, Father, that you'll minister to her. Father, fill those needs. Increase her faith and her trust and confidence in you, God. Oh, Father, grant the desire of her heart, we pray. Every one around the world we bring before you that everywhere, Father, your children that needs a touch from your hand and needs uh, an answer to their prayers. Oh, Father, minister, we pray in the name of Jesus. This message, Lord, has been going around the world, touching the hearts of many. We pray, Father, that you'll remove every obstacle and every hindrance and roadblocks uh, in their midst, in their lives, oh, Father, that they can receive this true message in their lives, O oh God, and implement and make the changes, O oh God, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Bless our service tonight. Bless our service tomorrow. We invite your presence in our midst. O oh God, touch our hearts and our minds and draw us closer to you. Help us to be a people that seek after you with all of our hearts and all of our souls. Especially in these days we're living and evil is all around. Help us, oh God, not to be deceived or caught up with the deception that lies around us. Oh, Father, but help us to be sober-minded. and Oh, Father, help us to serve you in spirit and in truth. We pray and ask it tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. Amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You could be seated, please. We had a good Wednesday night service, and uh, it is very important when you listen, I listened to that twice actually, and there are things that mention that are very vital for us to understand. And so uh, before I continue to speak, I want to like to say, ask, 
if there's someone here that would like to stand and, and reflect a little on Wednesday night. Listen carefully, reflect on the Wednesday night service. And let us know what the Wednesday night service means to you and how it's impacted your life in a positive way. You can do so right now. Just a, a few words you want to say. Anyone? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen.
did not know I would reach this age. When I look at myself, 81 years, I'm strong, I can do everything for myself. I don't need other people to do something for me. I can shower myself, look after myself. I pick up what I want to wear, what to wear, because I know what to wear for me in this place. I can buy nothing for here to suit me. And here am I today, and I have no way to go, because this is my home. My home, because, you see, blessing, he has done something in Jamaica for me. When no one do it, I'm up there, and I prevent the beliefs that when it run up, they're gone. And one day I have to say, listen, I don't stand in street and argue with nobody. So you stay, I didn't hurt you when I was here, and I won't hurt you anymore. If I was, I'm not gonna do nothing. But the time you look at me, here I am, and I talk in your parlor, where I was, I was in Montego here, not catching sailor. They call him to say that word. I'm in Canada, and I can talk out. I never stand on the street, and they nobody pray. So, because I know I keep my children in here, and I have to take care of my children. Here is Praise the Lord. God is a good God. Today I was thinking about it, and uh, really I feel comfortable serving the Lord. And it's not uh, always pleasant experiences, but deep down in my heart I feel comfortable serving the Lord. And the reason why I said Wednesday night was, uh, was a very important night, it, um, it reminded me of, uh, of our time that we, when we started a work in Guyana. 
Um, I'm sure everybody remember what Wednesday night service was, what uh, the message was on Wednesday night. I'm sure that you do remember. Um, I'd have liked us to be more responsive when it was time to reflect on the lesson on Wednesday night or the service on Wednesday night. But I thought about it and uh, it, it, uh, my mind went back a few years ago when we started the work in Guyana. And uh, it was, uh, there was no compromise to the Word of God. I mean, there was no uh, watering of the Word of God. The message was quite different than every other message that was preached in that nation. Uh, uh, that the scripture says, uh, Jesus says, in the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to every nation. And then shall the end come. Well, we have heard the gospel of salvation and so many gospels, but then the gospel of the kingdom was never, we were never exposed to that uh, in Guyana. Uh, the way that we received it when uh, brother and sister Singh went back and uh, it was uh, quite a life-changing uh, experience that every one of us that were part of the church had um, our, our vision was different our hearts were different our motives were different and the message was quite different and was dealing more and more not only with godliness which was a, a very important thing for all the churches but doctrines, we dealt with doctrines, the importance of doctrines. Doctrines are the teaching. It's important that we understand the scriptures correctly and that we uh, interpret the scriptures correctly. Um, because I could be a Christian serving God for 40 years and if my understanding of scripture is not correct, that's what Jesus says, in vain do they worship me. It will be without a reward. It's useless going to church for 40 years. And if my understanding of God is, is not right. Uh, I think Paul, when he was writing to uh, Timothy, uh, he said, he says, uh, he says, uh, the things that I was heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And so it passes down. The message is passed down, and uh, it's a, he, he made another statement. He says, "Take heed unto thyself." The first thing we need to do is to take heed to ourselves. Make sure that our heart is right, our attitude is right, that our motives are, are correct, and our lifestyle is is uh, is right. And it's not that our lifestyle is right in the sense that we are when we are in church or when we are around. God's children but wherever we are when God sees and he looks down he should see that there's a significant change in our lives brought about by the Word of God see God's Word must sink down in our hearts and bring that change and the only reason why the change would come is when we understand the scriptures we understand the need to want uh, to, to make the right uh, changes and right decisions in life and I was saying in Guyana when we started, uh, because our message was quite different and our doctrine was quite different, uh, we were branded with all kinds of names. <laughs> uh, when you hear anything to deal with the kingdom of God, then it, uh, it's, there were reflections made to our little group in Port Morant. 
uh, that, uh, it, it, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, they call us, was it Singtown? Uh, we had Jonestown and they call us Singtown in Guyana. And we were, we were criticized and condemned by the religious world. And uh, the more we looked at that and the, the, the reality of what was happening is the more I look at scriptures and it was like a duplication of scriptures. And when you want to serve God, uh, it was not uh, offensive or upsetting to the ungodly people. Surprisingly, the ungodly did not persecute us. We received our persecution and questions uh, from religious elements. But here we are tonight. We are blessed to understand the scriptures the way God wants us to understand it. And we are blessed to receive the word of God. And that is why it's, uh, it's, uh, it's sad uh, to attend a service and don't make full use of it. Uh, we made a statement some time ago. We need to milk the service. Every part of the service. From the, from the introduction of the songs, when the songs are played, uh, yeah, we need to, the prelude, we need to get our minds prepared and our hearts prepared. And when we get into the worship, uh, we need to get full into the worship. I think on Wednesday night, uh, one of the songs that uh, was very important that we sang was, I'm learning to trust in you, Lord. I'm learning to trust in you, Lord. I'm learning to trust in you. I'm not there as yet. I'm not fully there, but I'm learning to trust in you. When Solomon was writing, I think in Proverbs, <clears throat> in the third chapter, and that's one of my favorite scriptures, when he says, trust in the Lord uh, with all thine heart, means that there's absolutely no reservations. You ever put your trust in someone and they fail you and let you down? Uh, you feel disappointed, right? You feel, you feel down and uh, you feel betrayed. Well, when you trust in man, man will fail you. But when Solomon says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, there's one being that would never fail, and his name is Jesus. And he says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. It's always good to put the Lord before anything else. Uh, you write, uh, you, you kids go into school and you write an exam. When you pass your exam, don't say, well, because it runs in the family. Uh, that uh, we are smart. No. Uh, you give credit to God. Uh, you get a job, a new job. You go for an interview and you, give a, you get a good job. And the Lord has blessed you with a job. Don't say because of my educational background and experience. And I master uh, that, uh, that uh, interview. No. It was the goodness of God that allowed you to get that position. Everything that comes in life... It's permitted by God for a reason. On the flip side, we might be going through some hard times. You might lose your job. And then it, it, it tend to always be disappointed and discouraged. Well, that experience is ordained by God, is allowed by God for a reason as well. And God has been taking us through. COVID-19 has been quite an experience in, uh, in this, this country, in this community, in this church, and around the world. But COVID-19 has never, ever, and it will never, ever affect my relationship 
with the Lord. And that is why tonight I said I feel comfortable serving the Lord. It could be a house full of uh, individuals, non-Christians and Christians and ungodly, wherever background or religion they are from, they could be a house full and I'm allowed to speak to that group. I am not afraid to declare the whole counsel of God. I'm not afraid or embarrassed to say who Jesus is and what he has done for me. Uh, if on the job, I go into work, I'm not embarrassed uh, or ashamed to ever let them know that I'm a Christian. And just that a Christian is not a person that attend services or church. No, it's a Christian from inside. And the reason why the word Christian uh, was, uh, was uh, named or invented or created, so to speak. I think it might have been uh, in Acts the 11th chapter. Uh, when the disciples were first called Christians. And why were they called Christians? Why were the disciples first called Christians? It was they, that uh, they were looking for a name for their organization? No. Uh, you see, Christian is spelled uh, C-H-R-I-S-T. Forget the, 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 the rest. You see, Christ was involved. And because they followed Christ, their lifestyle were like what Christ their beliefs were like Christ. Uh, their behavior was like Christ. And that is why it was like a nickname given to the disciples. And they called them Christians. And uh, that is why when you begin to learn the things of God and the ways of God. Uh, you would be identified differently. You will be seen and recognized differently. First of all, you must make the change. You see, change does not come only on the outside. If you don't have that change on the inside, it would not be a testimony to community or to those around you. Uh, but the change must come from the heart. God must touch the heart. God must touch the mind and bring about a change. Too much, too many churches they talk so much. Uh, religion out there has destroyed humanity. Man-made religion. And it has destroyed humanity. Because everybody uh, wants to believe something that they feel that they should believe. But the, th the thing is why I really uh, I feel blessed tonight. And I really do feel blessed tonight. Is the fact that God has allowed me uh, to be part of this group. That is receiving something very vital. Not only to put me in the kingdom. For me to be in God's kingdom. Uh, and uh, be there uh, throughout the countless ages of eternity. That's a beautiful thing. It's like a fairy tale. You read about a kingdom is going to be beautiful. When this body shall put on a, a change. And, uh, and uh, this corruptible shall put on incorruption. And this mortal shall put on immortality. Oh it's wonderful to, to learn about the kingdom. And all the beautiful things that comes with the kingdom of God. When death shall be a thing of the past. And sicknesses and, and sorrows will be a thing of the past. And isn't it beautiful to be in God's kingdom? But it's not an easy thing to get into the kingdom of God. Not everyone that uh, comes to church or attend a, a, an organization. A Christian organization God would put in the kingdom of God. And not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God. But he that do it, uh, there's, there's an action word, do it. 
he that doeth the will of my Father. And for me to do the will of God, I need to understand what the will of God is. And here we are giving, given so much of God's word and, and the messages that will give us the opportunity to understand the will of God and to understand the word of God. And may God help us not to ever fail uh, to comprehend or understand if we don't, if some, many a times I listen to a, a, a lesson and there are things and areas in that lesson that I don't understand. And I will never want to pass over a verse of scripture or a lesson. And if I don't understand it, to let it go and sit in the pages of my notebook. No, I am curious because there might be something there that is intended for me. And there's a change that God wants me to make in that particular lesson that I ignore it. And if I ignore it, I'm ignoring the will of God for my change. And so I need to understand every aspect of the lesson. And that is why I asked the question tonight, did we really understand the lesson on Wednesday night? It dealt with doctrine. Did we really understand it? If we don't, it's still available for us to listen to it and go home. And I like, I always like, because it's, uh, it's very hard for me to attend on Wednesday night, I, most of the times it's on Thursday morning. When I get up at 4 o'clock and I put it on and there's no uh, distraction or inter uh, interruption, I'll listen to that. I'll put my earphone on and listen to that and listen to it and listen to it. The good thing about it is that I can stop it and rewind it a little and listen again. Again, when you're listening it live, you can't stop the preacher and rewind him and say, okay, let's, let's hear that again. But we've got it on tape. You know, we are blessed in this area of time to have recordings and uh, brother Joe I really want to thank you for the work that you've been doing really appreciate that the work that you've been doing in putting together the lessons that we can listen to it and you know what it takes time it's not an easy thing to gather that up together and then have a uh, have a write-up on all the, the, the messages it's not an easy thing to do but God has blessed brother Singh's ministry and he has blessed his ministry with, uh, by adding Brother Joe McCormick to that ministry. And I'm saying this because I mean it from the depths of my heart. Uh, he has been faithful in putting together this. And so we can go back and listen to these things. And, and God is good to us. If God has touched our hearts and brought to us salvation, don't you think the same God can touch our minds and allow us to see Areas in the Word of God and lessons to understand the lessons that given uh, unto us. Jesus said in Matthew the 16th chapter, is it? When he says, uh, he says, blessed are your eyes. When Jesus, Matthew 13 I think was, uh, we, we saw that on Wednesday night. When uh, the disciples came to Jesus and Jesus in Matthew 13, I think there was quite a few parables. Uh, coming down to the end of the chapter, he was, almost every verse was a parable. And why did Jesus speak parable when he talked about the sword that went out to sow? And, and, uh, and a lot of people, the Pharisees were there, and the scribes were there, and the Essenes were there. Uh, they all listened to that. But Jesus had a reason uh, for speaking in parables. And that is why when the disciples asked him, he said, they said, Lord, why do you speak in parables? And the people would not understand when G, the, the Pharisee, the, the, the sower went out to seed, uh, sow seed, and he sowed some seeds in the ground, and, and uh, uh, he sowed good tears, and he sowed a season on the wayside soil, some seeds fell on the wayside and good ground, and, 
Now, why is it all of this? Jesus says, you know why I speak in parables? It's not meant for everybody. It's not meant for everybody. Uh, he says, but uh, it is given unto you. Uh, you disciples is given unto you who is called by God and anointed by God and chosen by God is given unto you uh, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And I feel it is given unto me to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And when I say the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, I mean the lessons that are given like was given on Wednesday night is given unto us. Now, if a disciple listened to all of that and ignore it, if Peter decided that he wanted to uh, do his own thing, he wanted to uh, paddle his own canoe, so to speak, and ignore what Jesus was teaching, he would not have been part of that group selected by God and anointed by God and called by God. He would have been a foreigner in the midst of where God was working. And you know, we can have uh, organizations today, beautiful organizations, Singing group, good. Music is good. Worship is good. But in the midst of those, you know, there's not everyone that attend service would be saved. Not everyone that is part of a church organization would be saved. But they are selection. They are a group of people. He that know, do it, the will of my Father. Jesus says, he that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth him is like a man that built his house upon a rock. If you hear the sayings, if you hear the lessons, and you implement them in your life, uh, it is for a reason. Brother Singh is a Guyanese, and, and because he is, you know, is not a, a, a university graduate, he's not a, he doesn't have a doctorate in theology, uh, I should not listen to him. Well, they're doctors of the law. Uh, Jesus says, woe unto you lawyers. These were doctors of the law. Woe unto you lawyers. For you have taken away the key of knowledge. And he says, you, say, you enter not in yourselves in the kingdom. And them that would, you hindered. He went on to say in Matthew the 23rd chapter, I think it was. When he says, woe unto you lawyers, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He called them hypocrites. He says, uh, he says you have come past land and seas to make one proselyte. And instead of converting him and making him a good person, you make him, uh, what, twice the child of the devil. And so this is what's happening in our time. There is so much evil that's going around that the deception is great. And it's not a deception of uh, the casinos that we, we, we're, we're get deceived by going and gambling or, or, or by, by the liquor store or some of these uh, natural uh, immoral uh, places. No. It's the deception from the Word of God. It's the deception of listening. And the devil will put a, a, a swing to whatever scripture is saying. And cause us to be twice the child of the devil. And so God has been good to touch our hearts and our minds. And we are given truth. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. See there is truth. I believe there is truth in our midst. And truth is not meant for us to just listen to truth, memorize truth, but walk in truth. We need to walk in truth. I'm saying again, we need to walk in truth. When Jesus said, he says, uh, in the latter days, he said, many shall depart. When he was, well, Paul was writing to Timothy, I think he says, in the latter times, many shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. 
You would be surprised to know, sitting in the church where the Holy Ghost is and the, the, the presence of God is, there are also other presences that are not of God. And those presences, those spirits that are not of God, they are there to twist your mind and pull the Word of God out from you so you will not be able to understand, so you won't listen. That is why there's found in the church wayside soil, thorny ground, stony ground, and also good ground. But with the grace of God and the help of God, we, when we examine ourselves, when I go home after a lesson, I, I question it. I feel that, you know, that lesson was directed for me. I'm not saying this lesson was for Brother Tom or somebody else. No, I apply that to myself. And when I do that, I am able to more accurately search my own heart to see areas that I come short. And why was that lesson given in that particular service? To help me to recognize the area that I need to grow and develop and make changes and serve God. And when I recognize that and I ask God for His help, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, many shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil, devils. What do we know to say? Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their minds seared as with a hot iron. And we begin to not only that, but we have doctrines of the devil given unto us. Teachings of the devil right where the presence of God is. Someone might get up and say something contrary to, to what God wants. And this is why it's important for us to live the word of God. And Paul was writing to the church of Corinth, I think it was, uh, when he talks about uh, in 2 Corinthians. Uh, I want to turn to a, a moment with that scripture in 2 Corinthians. Might have been 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, when Paul was writing to the church of Corinth. And here he says, he says uh, uh, verse 2, he says, You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. He says, you are, you are listening right now. You Corinthian church, you are listening. He says, you are our epistle written in our hearts. He says, and read, known and read of all men. When I was walking down the streets in Guyana, for the first early part of our, 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 our church, when people look at us, when they look at me, they don't see the old person that I was. They saw a difference. Of course, they look with a negative eye too, in a negative way. But what they were, the reflection, the message that I received was so implanted, so strong in my life, in my heart, that allow me to reflect that. Some people look at that, they see that message reflected in my life. It's not what I learned 30 years ago in some Bible school, no. But the truth of God's word, a message, Paul says, as I have received of the Lord, so I give on to you. And I believe the messages that we are getting has been received, given by God for every one of us that are blessed here tonight that are sitting here and everyone that's listening over the year. We are blessed by God to receive such a message. And that message should not remain in our notepads and our notebooks. 
but it should bring about a change in our lives. It should be part of us. When you look at us, we became, become an epistle, a letter. When you read us, it's not false conception of the Word of God. No, it's truth. It's doctrines, the teachings that we have learned and implemented in our lives. When Paul was writing to Timothy in the, in, in, in the third chapter of 2 Timothy, I think it was, when he says, In the last days perilous times shall come. We are living in perilous times. We are living when men shall be lovers of their own selves. You know there are a lot of people today that love themselves. <laughs> you know there's a, there's a word that's called sologamy. You ever heard of the word sologamy? Never? <laughs> well, listen to sologamy. Carol, you ever heard of sologamy? But sologamy is a word describing someone who loves themselves and who wants to marry themselves. Would you imagine that? And it is permitted. And it's not now. It has been for years established when a person want they don't want to have a partner they want to marry themselves and so they get married to themselves it is a sick world that we are living in when men shall be lovers of their own selves men and women shall be lovers of their own selves proud that's one of the things that destroy the devil in the first place he had proud heady high-minded Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. When the ball game is on, when the Jays are playing somebody else, <laughs> and I find it more entertaining to look at a ball game or a hockey game or some sports or some event out there, and summer is coming up now, and there will be a lot of invitations or a lot of attractions that we can go to, Nothing is wrong in going to, uh, to see an uh, 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 or exhibition. Nothing is wrong with that. But our attitude towards that is important. Nothing is wrong in going on a vacation. But if our attitude in going on a vacation is taking us away from spirituality and holiness, then something is wrong with that vacation. We need to be Christians wherever we are. We need to be children of God wherever we are. These are perilous times we are living in. Disobedient to parents. And not only natural parents, I'm talking spiritual parents. Tomorrow is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to every one of you if I don't talk again tomorrow. Mothers have played an important part in the upbringing of children in this world. My mom played an important part in my life, in our lives. How can I ever forget that? God has brought us a far way. He is taking us, taking us from an area that we needed Him, where we did not know much about Him, and here we are in a place tonight, given an opportunity to make the radical changes in our lives and inherit God's kingdom. We should never forget those things. There are things we need to forget and things that we need to remember. 
But the messages that God has brought in our way, in our hearts, should reflect God's holiness in God's righteousness in every way whatsoever. And tonight I want to say thanks to our pastor in a very special way for taking the time and delivering the word of God as God give him to speak. See, there's something called the Holy Ghost in our lives. And regardless of where we are or how we look, when that Spirit of God dwells in you, there's something in you that's greater than any spirit around you. When you're touched by God and God's dwelling in you, in that day you shall know that I am in, the, in you and you in me. I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. When that Spirit of God the Father dwells in us, it brings about a change that even everyone around us would recognize it. People would recognize that in your life. You don't have to call Sister Nadine on the phone and say, you know what, can you strike a number for me and start a song so I can get in the mood before I can pray for this person? No. You are already connected. You are already in touch. That regardless of where you are, you can stop and drop what you're doing and you can pray for somebody and they can receive strength and healing and encouragement. Regardless of where you are, that's a child of God. When Peter says, he says, silver and gold have I none. Peter was a different man on the, from the day of Pentecost. When he says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, he says, rise up and walk. He didn't say, hold up, man. He says, Father God in heaven, we are glad today that we can call upon you. And Lord, I pray today that as your child. No, he didn't do that. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He says, rise up and walk. And that person received their healing. What's wrong with us? Somebody calling the phone. Why beat around the bush? Just pick up that phone and says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you receive your healing. You receive your deliverance. You receive victory. You receive that uh, deliverance from that burden that you're carrying in the name of Jesus. We are serving a God that's powerful and mighty. He is able to do the impossible things in our midst. Our God is a mighty God. He's a wonderful God. He's a deliverer. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's a savior. We're glad tonight for Jesus. And to know it's all right here in our midst. If we can make full use of it. May God help us. To understand how important. This place is. And how important the lessons are. That we are receiving. From the word of God. We need to study them. Paul says study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly. Dividing the word of truth. So tonight I'm really blessed. And I want to say thanks to Brother Singh again. For taking the time. So many times you probably feel that, you know, it's maybe a waste of time talking and talking and talking and he's not getting the results. But he's reaching out to some souls. Not only here in this assembly, but there are people around the world that really appreciates his ministry and the word that they're getting from his mouth. And God has blessed him. We don't, we don't want to ignore what God is doing in our midst. But we want to be grateful and thankful to God for this wonderful opportunity we have to receive the word of God. Amen, amen, amen. Tonight, why don't you join with me in prayer? 
And we want to pray and ask God to give us a hunger and thirst after righteousness and to embrace these words that we're receiving to bring about a change in our lives. Let's all pray. Father, tonight we thank you. We can call in your name. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and your presence. Oh God, sometimes we feel disappointed and discouraged and we feel down, but regardless of that, Father, we know that Jesus dwells within and is able to take us through all our challenges and all the obstacles removed from our lives. Father, tonight we pray that your word would sink down deep in our hearts. Every hindrance, O Lord, that you'll remove. Every obstacle that's preventing the word from taking roots in our hearts. Pray that you'll remove and help us, O God, to be living epistles. Seen and read of men. Help us to reflect your holiness. To let our light shine that men may see your good works. And glorify your, your name in heaven, Father. Pray and ask it, Lord, that you'll bless our service tomorrow. In Jesus' most precious and wonderful name we pray. Amen, amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Man, we want to receive our offering, tithes offering. Saturday night offering. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.